the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Baseball team last night, low-scoring game, home run late by the Dugas kid, 3 nothing win at Texas. Welcome to the SEC, Texas. Bill, they're 0-4. Yep. 0-4. I, I mean, at some point, you've got to win some of these games, and Bill, let's be honest. All right, let's have a serious conversation for just a minute. I, we always talk about Texas. We talk about Sark. Sark's never won 10 games in football. We talk about what they've done in baseball field. They continuously get beat uh, beat down by the SEC. Even in a close game, they don't find ways to win. They get beat by Tennessee in basketball in the Big 12 SEC Classic. And, and yet they think in their fan base and their media comes in here and acts like that they're going to run things in the SEC. Newsflash. I'm just telling you, at some point, Bill, they got to win a game. You know, the argument's been when we on our show, when we go around the SEC and Texas fans getting to our show, they're like, we only lost by a point to Alabama. Well, they had 17 penalties or 15 penalties for 100, I think 100 plus yards. Okay, they didn't play good. They played sloppy, and you still lost. So you want to you want a cookie for a moral win? Bill, last night was another evidence that I just don't know if Texas and Oklahoma is ready to come in the SEC. I'm going to get ripped on saying that, but someone's going to have to provide me. Uh, proof that they have succeeded against the SEC substantially over the last five years. The, uh, the whole offseason, you know what it's filled with? Who are the blue bloods of the sport? Blue Being a blue blood does not matter when the ball is teed off or, or when the ball is kicked off. It doesn't matter. So, look, I, I, I'm not a fan of Texas, but don't put, don't put Joe Burrow's daddy and mama in the nosebleed next time. Johnny Vegas, ask Blake about Saturday starter Riley Cooper. Is he going to continue to start, or is he going to go back to the bullpen is the question. I I think he'll get at least one more start, Bill, uh, just based off of what we know about Jay and how Jay deals with things. Jay's not going to overreact to a bad start. I mean, Thatcher Hurd, the guy who pitched against Texas last night, 
he went up against Southern in his first start, and Bill got absolutely rocked. So he uh, had an 18 ERA, I think gave up seven hits and, and two and a third inning. So, I, I mean, he's not going to overreact to that. Now, the kid that I think now that everybody has talked about and wants to see is the kid last night that came in in relief, and that's Nate Ackenhausen. He went eight and one last year at Eastern Oklahoma, uh, the junior college. And he had a 1.68 ERA. So if, if Jay still wants a lefty in that rotation, Nate Ackenhausen, the kid you saw last night, Bill retired nine straight batters, and the tenth batter was that little, you know, bunt single that Trey Morgan should let roll foul. So I, I think if there's a chance that he – I think he starts Saturday, but I think that there's a chance that he gets blocked for Nate Ackenhausen because Jay wants a lefty. Uh, in that in that rotation, Christian Little's been pretty good, right? Vanderbilt transfer, fantastic. Bill, that cutter, his cutter is insane. It's insane. There's no reason why he should be throwing. An, I'm not saying he's Mariano Rivera. Don't get it twisted. Bill, that cutter is. Bill uh, Ben McDonald talked about how you know they do the analytical stats, the data driven stuff. So last weekend or last week when he pitched, his cutter moved nine inches, okay? Just just for everybody to know, okay, the plate is 18 inches, okay? So he can throw a cutter in the middle of the plate, down in, in, in the middle, and it's going to hit – it's going to paint the corner. Fantastic, Bill. He's been so good. I think he's given up eight hits in three appearances. And I think he's got around eight or nine innings now total. So he's been pretty lights out. One other note. Now, I haven't seen every inning. Tommy Tanks hasn't really uncorked yet, right? Or has he? No, but last night he kind of – last night he started coming with it. Uh, had some really good at-bats, had a walk, a strikeout, and then the ultimate double – um, but, no, he hasn't been uncorked yet, no. He's still in a little bit of pain, you can kind of tell. I think he's trying to battle through it. Um, but, no, but, Bill, when you watch him in BP, I think it's only a matter of time. When you watch him take BP, I mean, it's it, it's like you're watching a dude that's, you know, that's playing for the Yankees right now. You know, I mean, I, I think he'll get it going. He just needs a little bit of time. Blake Rafino with us. All right, to football and some new additions to the staff. Talk about that and then talk about how is it being received by the fans. Um, from a, let me – I'll answer that later question first, Bill. I don't think the fans necessarily know. I, I think that they were just – they were glad to be moving on from a special teams role from uh, Bill po- – uh, from Brian Polian. Uh, Bill, it was really bad special teams-wise last year. Now uh, now that you changed this ruling where analysts can be on, not on the field, but during a game, but during practice, they can be coaching. You bring in Bob Dieco, D.C. at Notre Dame, head coach at UConn. I, I mean, Notre Dame fans know him pretty well. And then John Jantic, who's at Tennessee. So, I, I mean, Bill, you're bringing in two guys to, to cover – that part of special teams, Bill, can they get any worse? They were dead. De- Bill, how about this? They were second to worst in special teams last year. Second to last. They were the last in the SEC, second to last in the country 
and they still won 10 games. I just don't know, Bill, if John Jancic and Bob Diaco is going to be worse than what Brian Polian put on the field. Okay? Now, you get in a situation where how, do you, how where, what, why, or how are you going to recruit in that specific position? Well, Polian's still in the building. So he's going to technically be able, let's call him what he is, He's an assistant to the, to the head coach. He's there with Kelly. So I know that those two guys have had rough paths. But, Bill, I think that people got to understand that how bad Polian was last year. It was bad. Like, he should have – he wasn't going to fire him. You know how he wasn't going to fire him. He should have he, – he interviewed three times. I'll say this now, and this has already been confirmed to us. He interviewed three times to take over the Grand Valley State head coaching job. He looked one other place. He got interviewed by somebody in the NFL, I think maybe the Colts, <clears throat> in reference to like a special teams guy. But, Billy, I mean, nobody hired him. So, I like the role that Polian's in. Bill, he's done it. you got to give him credit for this, though. Polian's done a fantastic job at identifying dudes in the portal and roster management. You got to give him that, and I know that his dad kind of was in that role before, but he's really done good. Look at LSU's portal class; the number one in the country from the transfer portal. And so, I mean, you got guys built like Denver Harris, who was a five-star corner, who now is we're getting into camp in two weeks. I, I mean, everybody's raving about on how he looks, and I've told people about Zai Alexander from Southeastern. I, I think he's just done so good at that area that it makes this. It just—I feel like it makes LSU better, even though Jancic and Diego might not have been people like, "Oh, look at that's a great hire." But I just think it's better from a special teams perspective. Blake Rafino with us each and every Wednesday. I won't ruin this conversation with basketball. Is that okay? Please, God, no! Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, we—Bill, we've moved on. Well, let me back up. Let me back up. Bill, I, I'll give Kim Mulkey this. They broke a PMAC record. So the Pete Maravich Assembly Center, that's where LSU plays basketball. They broke an attendance record. She's rocking and rolling. Okay? So, <laughs> Bill, she's got more support. And who's going to tell her no? Bill, I know this to her fact, too. She went to a booster. <laughs> she went to, like, a couple of boosters. They had a fundraiser. And people said that she stood at the front at the front door when people were exiting, giving them the Kim Mulkey stare if they didn't donate to the women's basketball program. She's more – Bill, she is every penny that she is – like you spend on her, she's bringing back and, and some. Bill, here, here's, a, here's a crazy thing for you. How many women's basketball teams are profitable? Because they're about to be. They're legitimately – they're selling out women's basketball games. So, everybody, you know, when, when LSU ever hires a coach, just remember this. The only – and people talk about culture. The only thing that state cares about is winning. If you win, they will come. That's just the facts. But, I mean, she's doing good. She's doing really good. Anything going on in recruiting? Now, I did see, and I don't know how attractive this player is. There's a big 6'7 lineman from Maryland who had, 
listed Louisville, Notre Dame. Matter of fact, Notre Dame canceled his visit. And I saw LSU. He's supposed to be a guard, but he's awfully tall to be a guard, 6'7", 310". Is there anything going on with LSU with that kid? I don't really know him much. I know he started a bunch. Uh, no, Bill, other than get, getting the, getting their eyes on him, no. Uh-uh. If, it, if it's the same kid I'm thinking about, Bill, I, I don't mean this rude to that young man. I, I, I really don't. I really – I don't want to say, I, you know, I, I just don't know enough about him and his right. recruitment because, Bill, it's never come up in conversations with the guys that I talk to. Now, now I will tell you, so Louisiana, I, I, Louisiana has to, uh, or LSU in the state of Louisiana is going to have to go outside the state to get O linemen. I think there's a kid in Massachusetts. There's a Blake Fisher kid out in Texas. Bill, that real, uh, Bill, the guys that they're recruiting here. Here's the crazy thing: the guys that they're recruiting along the offensive line that are not from the state of Louisiana. It's Notre Dame's offensive line. Okay, Bill, I, height, weight, body type. So, we'll see. Tell everybody how they get your content. SEC Show, Rufino Joe Show, at 8 tonight, and then AYS at 7, AYS Sports on YouTube. See you next week, man. Thanks, Bill. Go Tigers. Charles Arbuckle, when we continue, Wednesday edition, Omni Nashville Hotel. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year, it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin P. Lady Govs battle the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets to the Six annual Mid-State Classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now. Motlow State versus Columbia State. Austin P versus Tennessee. Wednesday, March 15th, starting at 1.30 at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. For tickets and information to the six annual Mid-State Classic, log on to ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic or call 931-388-8119. That's 931-388-8119. The six annual Mid-State Classic. 
When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Golfers, tee it up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the hottest new arrivals from TaylorMade. Featuring the Stealth 2 Woods and Irons, the new Stealth 2 Woods combines speed and forgiveness to unlock forgiveness. And the new Stealth HD Irons deliver high launch with draw bias to give you the confidence to expect better shots more often. Swing into Edwin Watts Golf Shops and get custom fit today. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, unmatched expertise, unmatched service. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. When you picked up your first girl in college or at the bar, what do you do for every girl you meet after that? You do the same thing. You're just like, this works. So Vrabel, he's like, well, we just have to keep trying to get back to this. So it, it makes sense to me. That's why every time you go up to a girl's bar, you're just like, please, please, <laughs> please, please. It just worked that one time. Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs> While working, he eats kale and pets a cat. Bill King is a multitasker. Charles Arbuckle checks in with us. Typically on Tuesdays, he was busy in meetings, so we got him today. Buck, good morning to you, sir. Hey, Bill. How are you? Doing well. Already got a few questions lined up. This is a good one. Jeff, too, right here in the 615. Ask Buck if he's got any good NFL Combine stories, and how much has the Combine changed since you were there? <laughs> I don't know if I have good stories. I just remember the amount of poking and prodding and uh, them finding an injury from my eight. You know, I was eight years old when I think I fractured my ankle playing baseball, stepped in a hole. and I don't know if any of my other doctors, whether it was at UCLA or any other physical, We lost him there. We'll we'll pick him back up. Charles Arbuckle Willis. I was getting all excited about that. Now I remember him telling this story. When he was a kid, he busted his ankle pretty bad, broke it or something, and out throughout his life after that, it never showed up. Played at UCLA until it was time to go to the NFL. Then they found him, and that's a pretty good story. Yeah, for for Buck, and he can he can get into it a little bit more deeply here when we get him back but some of the stories that i've been told is just some of the weird questions they ask you and i think i've told you this one i had a player tell me that at the combine when they're at the psychological aspect of it not just the poking and the prodding and the medical but the psychological and one of the questions he was asked was do you find or are you are you attracted to your own blood 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were there, Buck. Yeah, I, had to, I don't yeah, remember. No, it might have been no. Brad Hopkins. Maybe it was B-Hop. But somebody told yeah. me. They, they asked you weird I don't know if they asked those weird questions back then, Buck. Yeah, they did. Because I, I came a little bit before Brad. But, you know, it, it was like it becomes, you know, I always say this. Know if you're getting interviewed or getting interrogated, right? And I right. felt like it was three days of freaking interrogation at the combine. Yeah. Because you're on a job interview, but you also have these numbskulls who don't quite understand HR, prob- you know, and they've done a much better job now. But back then, man, I, some of the questions I can't even remember, but I – you know, I can almost remember vaguely. I, it, it, it's, it's been so long, and I've tried to erase that memory. Yeah, I think we lost him again. Charles Ar- Arbuckle with us every Wednesday. We'll try and pick him back up. Buck is fantastic. Yeah, I want to get back to the ankle. I didn't realize he was already back up when I was telling that story. And then I heard him. But... And I can't remember some of the other weird questions, but that that was that one is the one I never forget. And I don't know if it was B Hop, it was somebody. I don't think it was Bubba Miller. I don't remember who told me that, but it was it was dude recounting his time there at the combine up in Indianapolis. Buck, are you back? Okay. I think we're gonna reboot and then get him back. Um Aliquippa Bob also has a question here for Buck. Plenty to get into this morning. By the way, after Charles Arbuckle, we're clear. Rest of the way tomorrow, TJ will be with us. And I may reach out to Jay Book, see what's going on, because he is in Scottsdale, and there's a lot of talk about the demise of the Pac-12 and what's happening. And I'll ask Buck about that, too. We've asked Buck about it many times in the past. Buck and I go back to the scare. I'm pretty sure we go all the way back to the scare of 2010. Now, back then, the West Coast wasn't the ones scared. They were the ones poaching. Yeah, back then, they were the ones with strength. Buck, finish your story, though. When you were a kid, you busted your ankle playing baseball. Never showed up on any other scans until the combine, right? Yeah, yeah. So you go over and they just start like picking, poking, and I had, you know, I've broken my hand a few times playing football. Imagine that, you know, get yeah. your hand stuck between a couple of linemen and bam, you know. You, but you play with it, you pat, pat it up. But when they touch my ankle and, or my foot in that spot, I almost, oh, I mean, I almost went. And it, and I hadn't felt that in so long, but it was. I had, you know, fractured it years and years ago, and they pressed deep. I mean, they're pulling on you and pushing you. And like, then you got to go out and do all the, the testing. So some people test before. I can't remember if it was after. But, dude, already psychologically getting me in the mindset of, you know, uh, just, just baiting me and telling me all kind of crap. And then you go do this. And you don't know who, you know, who to trust because they sometimes play good cop, bad cop. You know, like, I know you stole something when you were in fourth grade. Like, no, I didn't. You know, just... <laughs> I'm, I'm exaggerating, but it, right. it felt almost like that. It, it wasn't an interview to me. It was interrogation. And you have to go mentally prepared to be ready for anything they can pull out. Anything you've ever done, if it's been on camera, if a janitor saw it, they will find it. And that's what was so crazy about it. And that's why, Bill, I always look at it like this. You can interrogate us that 
that badly, but you can't take a quarterback right in the first or second round or generally through the, through the draft. It, it blows my mind with some of the things that they do at the combine and, and how they uh, how they put you through that mental train, so to speak. Charles so Buckle with us, played in the NFL, played at UCLA. So, Buck, I know you have conversations with your people back out west, but nothing that I'm hearing about the Pac-12 regarding their media future and or the threat of losing Washington and Oregon, nothing that I hear, Buck, is going well. Bill, it, it, it's been bad since Larry Scott took over, and it's getting from bad to worse. And, you know, I still think Notre Dame is really the key factor in a lot of this. And, I, you know, I have a podcast episode coming up with Nina King, the Duke athletic director. So a lot of times in the summer and the spring and, you know, off season, I try to get around and visit with ADs and administrators, coaches, and other folks. But what's interesting in my research on her is that all three of the athletic directors in the triangle area, research triangle area, are all Duke. They all have, I mean, uh, UNC, North Notre Dame affiliations, which was just really interesting to me because Notre Dame is their 15th basketball school, but they don't play. They only that one year were they in the conference. And the ACC is a little bit of a interesting thing. I heard you guys earlier. I think I saw something earlier about Grana Rights. But I say all that to say that the Pac-12, when they had the opportunity, they wanted to own 100% of nothing as opposed to 49 or 50% of something that could have really been pretty special. Football's played out there pretty well, and people want that time slot. But you've had a Larry Scott hangover. Uh, George Klyovkov is doing everything he can. But I don't know if that's going to make a difference. I don't know if Apple TV is your savior. And it seems like that's where it's going. And Washington and Oregon could be the flagship schools, but I don't think they feel like they'll be safe if they stay out there. They, they can't. I mean, I'm, I'm not getting this on their account. I'm just seeing what, what's happening. When you got the Big 12 telling you, hey, we can come raise you, when you have uh, your best options at SMU and San Diego State, no and, and I'm not saying this in any disparaging way because I think San Diego State should have been in the Pac-12 many years before this. But SMU, even though it's in Dallas, it's a, a private school, and it doesn't move the needle, in my opinion. So I, I think when you're out there whining and dining schools before you've even brought them in, that opens you up for public scrutiny. And it's almost like the guy that has a big bank account, but women don't really, you know, they don't really like him because he's not a attractive guy or just doesn't, He's not the, the, the prime catch. And I feel like that's what the Pac-12 is right now. As good as, you know, they like to say the Conference of Champions. Yeah, it is, Olympic sports-wise, but football drives the needle. And your, your biggest school, in my opinion, one of the most hated sometimes is USC, and they're gone. So what are you going to do now to keep that together? It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a case study we'll talk about, but Larry Scott set those dominoes in motion, and they just seem to keep falling, not in the right way. I hate to be rude, but there's never been a bigger conference commissioner crook than that guy. He's probably oh. sitting on his own island right now with an umbrella drink laughing. Yeah, Bill, when you got a guy that's a former tennis guy that comes in and says, hey, I'm going to show you how to run football, and I'm going to go move my con- – I'm going to tell you a few stories about the Pac-12. I met a few people there. They were nice people. 
and but I never worked with the Pac-12, and I never could understand how can a two-time All-American from UCLA, and I don't usually throw my stats or anything like that, but how can I not even get a sniff from this conference? But I can go work everywhere else. Well, we don't we, we don't have the budget to fly you out, or we can't do this. And I don't hold a grudge against the conference because I have great memories of the Pac-10, and I want to see the Pac-12 do well. But when you aren't making your own people feel like a part of it, how the hell do you think? And I'm still going to be out here talking for the conference because I've, I've had great memories there. But the, that doesn't mean that I like the ownership and I like how they've run it. And I know George Kleofkoff is doing all he can, but there's been so much bad stuff and, and things that have happened. And like you said, the money that was taken, moving into San Francisco, the highest, highest zip code in the country, but you moved the conference office there. And, but you can't fly people out to games and do these games. And they have some really good announcers, don't get me wrong. But they have also some guys, and I'm thinking, like, that, that was a problem for me just from that perspective. So I go a step further. How do you think they're going to negotiate TV deals properly if they can't even get it right in their own inside? Aliquippa Bob says, ask Buck which conference he thinks Florida State and Clemson could end up in. And Florida State's AD, as you know, Buck, on Friday took out the sword and started rattling it on Friday with his board of trust. (laughs) And then he asked also about Oregon and Washington with the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, in a perfect world, I think they stay in the ACC. But if I look at FSU and Clemson, that's what he said, right? FSU and Clemson. Yes. They've always been kind of like SEC schools, right? So if the SEC decides to expand, why wouldn't they go after one of the flagship schools in Florida? And then South Carolina, I mean, Clemson and and the state of South Carolina gives you a rival where you already have, but you also have a Clemson team that's been. You know, throughout the years, they had a, a stretch where they weren't that strong, but they've always had a good football program, and football seems to drive the needle in the SEC. So uh, the ACC has to guard against that, but I would say that ideally it's the ACC that they stay with, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see some movement. I don't think the Big Ten will reach that deep down in there, but they could. Now, Washington and Oregon are interesting because I keep hearing Big Ten, Big Ten you know, Big 12, Pac-12, and they'll be the Beacon schools. I have no idea what's going to happen because a lot of it is predicated on that TV deal or the, the, the TV deal that doesn't get signed with the major, major network. Or maybe it's a major network, but it's Apple TV that's really the driver. So I, I really don't know. Um, I, I mean, I'm interested to see how that's going to go. And you know, I'm going to try to get out west and get, get in front of some of those folks just to kind of get you know, get, get more information on them. Buck, even if and when the Pac-12 does get an agreement, and apparently they're getting low-balled, so it's not going to be the number they want. We know that. But let's say they yeah. do get an agreement that's $25 million. Washington and Oregon aren't going to sign a grant of rights agreement. There's no way. No, no. I mean, they, they see what it's doing to the ACC, and I think the thoughts of it being $30 million made everybody think, oh, there's a chance. But I think everybody knows that they are they need this deal. It's not they have they have no leverage in this. And I think that's the part that the T V media execs can all just say, Hey look, we know we know you need us more than 
we need you. We need that slot, the slots that you fill, and we like your brand, but we don't love your brand is what I, I feel like is being told to the Pac-12 right now. And that's difficult to hear if you're a conference. So you've got to figure out how do we get the best deal possible, maybe the, as close to $25 million as you can, whatever, whatever that is. I don't know the, the number. And then you've got to start figuring out how do we make this conference viable if it stays together. If it doesn't, then we're talking a whole different set of circumstances. But I, I just it, – it's a tough – they're in a tough spot right now from the way – and, you know, isn't it funny we're talking about a tough spot and schools will still get 20, 22, $23 million, maybe more. I don't know, whatever the number lands at, right? Still better than what, what that crappy deal they've had for a number of years uh, leading up to now. Buck, we're out of time. Let me just tell you what I wanted to do next. And there's no – we okay. do not have the time. That's Dion. I wanted to get into Dion. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that next week. I, 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 I'm going to the combine, so I might have some new combine stories for you. We'll do it. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> All right. All right, Thanks. Man, yeah, I wanted to get into Dion, and we just were – what do we have? Pat, we have maybe a minute, something like that, so – no, no time to get into it. Buck is so good, man. Man, is he good. Always enjoy that. We are, y'all, clear the rest of the way. I enjoy that part, too. So the next hour and, oh, let's say 20-plus minutes, freedom. I mean, we can go wherever we have to go. We can go wherever we need to go. Latitude is unlimited here. And I'm the guy to navigate. I feel confident in this. Let's take the break. We shall continue. Presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel. Hey guys, it's Zach. Gear up for golf at Play It Against Sports in Brentwood and Hendersonville during their March golf sale. Swing in and stock up on their huge selection of new and gently used golf gear and equipment. During their month-long March golf sale, you save 10% on all gently used golf clubs. They have the trained staff to help you find the perfect set of golf clubs, a golf bag, golf balls, or a travel golf carry bag for the upcoming season. And they will also buy the golf gear you're no longer using. That's right, every day, all day, you can get cash on the spot for your underused golf gear. They also buy baseball, lacrosse, football, soccer, disc golf, play weight, hockey gear, and the treadmill that is transformed into a clothes hanger. If you have gear you no longer use or doesn't fit, trade it in for either cash or for store credit towards your next purchase. And you can trust me, not only am I a spokesperson, but I'm a customer. You can always find me in the golf section over at the Hendersonville store. Check out Play It Against Sports in Brentwood and Hendersonville. Tell them your friend Zach over here at Nashville Sports Radio sent you. That's Play It Against Sports in Brentwood and Hendersonville. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? 
And you can get it online. Just go to 4 slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic, treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. You know, it's never too late to start feeling some March badness. Be sure not to miss out on all the action. The High Valley Conference Basketball Championship presented by United Fidelity Bank as they return to Ford Center in downtown Evansville from March 1st through the 4th as the first week of entries into the NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets and single game tickets are on sale through each OVC school ticket office, Ticketmaster.com, and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person. you like tackle football? Bill King does. And you can connect with at Bill is King on Twitter or ago he is the former president of fox sports and also the big 10 network co-founder and he's retired now from that business i believe he has a consulting firm or something but he's pretty interesting if you follow him hawkeye jason is the one that told me to uh take a look at his work He's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Matter of fact, Hawkeye Jason said, Bill, I had a few minutes. I dropped my daughter off at school and got to hear Buck while I was walking down the aisles there at Kroger. Buck's good. Whether you're at Kroger, Publix, or Piggly Wiggly, we have those here too. It's all good. Humble seeker, Bill. Hopefully Gator Dave's phone curse hasn't hit Buck. Well, we fixed Gator Dave, though, if you'll remember. He does his call on Zoom, which is very clean. Matter of fact, it's so clean, it sounds like Gator Dave is in the same room. We clean that one up, yes. And you know what? We may do that for more. 
if we have any problems in the uh, future. Hoptown boy. Bill, did you see this? The state of Louisville basketball. Louisville basketball is not watchable. It's so bad. I grew up watching Denny Crum, the Doctors of Dunk, Final Fours, National Championships, and they're one of the worst teams. I I mean, seriously, they're, they're godforsaken bad. And it's a, I guess, halftime show. <laughs> I think. It's it's how can I say this? If if you're a little queasy this morning, it's a halftime show that involved a guy with a dog and throwing a frisbee with a dog. And anyways, the dog needed to take a break to relieve itself on the court and did. And Hoptown boy, who's a big Kentucky fan, Hopkinsville, Kentucky, says Bill. The state of Louisville basketball, and it's a video of that that moment. <laughs> I tell you what, his uh, his Wildcats are they've been playing pretty well. I think what are they right now? About a if if they were pegged today, they'd be about a seven seed. Is that right? A six or seven seed? I didn't get to see a lot of basketball. Tennessee and Arkansas played last night. Buckeye fans tell me, Bill, don't watch Ohio State. We're terrible. Um, I watch. I do watch if if when they're on. I, I try and watch Purdue from time to time. And I had the North Carolina Florida State. Now this has not been a good year for Leonard Hamilton in basketball, but I had the North Carolina Florida State game on the other night. North Carolina won. And uh, anything – Kentucky – by the way, Kentucky plays tonight, correct? Yeah, they had some SEC games last night. But but they play tonight. And I mainly had on a lot of baseball. I had on a couple of monitors watching baseball. The Vandy boys were down to Austin P. They're from Clarksville. They're, they were down to Patton's alma mater. Patton, were you monitoring that game since it was your team? I was there last night, Bill. Oh, you were there. Now, they had Austin P had a 6-1 to one lead, and then the seventh inning kind of got loose, right? Yeah, they let one get away last night, but I, it was nice to see them compete last night. But they played well. Yeah, they played pretty well. Do you know their baseball program pretty well? I've done a few games. This is a, their new coach is their first year. And from last year's team, they have one guy remaining. It's all transfer portal, pretty much. Because they have, remember they had a catcher a year ago who said he's transferring to Tennessee, and then he decided just to turn pro. I don't know where he got drafted and all that, but do you remember that story? Oh, yeah. He was really good last year. Oh, he's, he's a player? Oh, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, he turned pro, and I'm not sure what happened to him, but – Tennessee played College of Charleston. They play them again today as well. And uh, I tell you what, if Blake Burke, if <laughs> Blake Burke, I think had five of their six runs, meaning he accounted for them RBIs. And uh, I think he's got five dingers already. He's averaging a home run every sixth at bat. 
in his career. Now, that's last year as a freshman who did not start, but he got 95 at-bats, I believe, and then this year as a full-time starter. If you take that data, it averages a home run every, I think it was 6.8 at-bats. I don't know if that tightened up or not. So one out of seven, I should say. One out of six and a half, whatever it is. He's hitting well. Jared Dickey's hitting well. Zane Ditton has his moments. He's He's been pretty good to transfer. Now, he's from Brentwood, Ravenwood High School. And uh, I remember his older brother, Bryce Denton, who was he, – he signed with Vanderbilt and then was drafted the second round turn pro. Now, he's out of baseball. Griffin Barrett's been pretty good. Maui Ohuna, glove-wise, is ridiculous. He was one for four last night, though. Now, did Tony Bowles speak after the game? Tony Bowles is kind of being conspicuously quiet right now. Is he cranky because they suspended him? Or No, no, no. They suspended him as a olive branch to get Maui Ohuna ready to get him lifted, and it worked. Right, we'll take a break. Omni Nashville Hotel. Jacob the Electrician is on the air saluting the brave men and women of our U.S. military. Their tireless efforts shall never go unnoticed. This proud salute is brought to you by Jacob the Electrician, providing quality service and pride. Give Jacob the Electrician a call today at 615-582-3452. That's 615-582-3542. Jacob the Electrician, on the air saluting our troops and veterans. They're professionals who care. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three-cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand-breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. 
Try the Tender Mac Bowl Meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl Meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. Bill King here. You want to get your business on my show? Let me explain something. Our advertisers are not just local. We have such a huge streaming audience that our advertisers are everywhere. So, if you want to grow your business and you want us to help you do that, email King 7 That's number 7. King 7 at gmail.com. We'll get right back to you. We'll get your business on the radio and we'll help you grow your business. Contact us if you want your brand to grow on my show. King 7 at gmail.com. Bill King is the king of college football, and his sample size is large. Just ask him. Coast. Let's check in down there. Johnny Vegas, welcome in. Hey, good morning, Bill. I'm going to call, talk about some uh, college baseball now that I'm back from a week in Vegas. Um, you know, we talked a couple weeks ago before before the Open, but I just wanted to uh, kind of go over some stuff I've seen in the first couple weeks with you. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Um, all right. So uh, I've been auto betting Wake Forest at home, uh, which has been really good. They're 9-0. and uh, the reason I've done that, they play in a really small stadium, uh, a very homer-friendly stadium. Wake Forest has a great offense, and they probably have the second-best pitching staff, starters and bullpen behind Tennessee, so that's been really good. Uh, we've been auto-betting LSU's Paul Skeens, uh, Maryland's Friday night starter, Jason Savakul. Uh, we did him. Uh, he's probably the best pitcher in the Big Ten. And then, uh, of course, Quinn Matthews for Stanford. Um, with so, hey, to explain we, we to everybody, did... auto-betting, when when skiing starts, you're auto-betting, right? Which means... Right, we're just betting LSU to win the game when Paul Skeen starts. So, you're betting the money line. Yeah, yep. That's a uh, – you know, with college baseball, that's the the most – I guess, available bet. I was going to say popular, but the most available bet with college baseball is the money line. Uh, Pro baseball, you get a lot of different options, including first five, which is very popular, where you can just bet the first five innings. Um, I know a guy that that makes a great living, Major League Baseball, just betting first five. Wow. I've never even Um, seen that. Wow. Yeah. Um, so basically what you're betting is the starters when you're betting first five, but that's yeah. not available in, in college or I've never seen it in college. Right. right. Um, last weekend I laid off Tennessee, uh, opening weekend was a little rough. I laid off Tennessee because of the suspension to, uh, Tony Vols. I didn't know how they were going to perform. Uh, they did great. Uh, some Vandy notes. I haven't done much with Vandy this year. Uh, their starters against UCLA, their starters did not give up any runs, uh, which is awesome. Uh, so the relief, you know, that 
UCLA, they won one game, but they only gave up or they only scored four runs a whole series. Right. Uh, and it was all on the, the relief pin. The The issue I got right now with Vandy is as a team, they're only hitting 230 with only two guys hitting over 300. So something I'm looking at. Um, a side note, Okie State that lost to Vandy you know, two weeks ago, opening weekend, they threw two no-hitters over the weekend. So definitely on my watch list. Uh, also on my watch list is Florida, Miami, South Carolina, and Bama. Um, South Carolina especially because, uh, you know, the, the money line numbers on South Carolina aren't astronomical yet. Uh, so we're kind of taking a look there. Uh, now, Texas A&M, on the other hand, they dropped the series this weekend to Portland, and they needed a ninth-inning rally on Sunday to avoid the sweep to Portland. They're only batting 230 as a team, and they only have one guy hitting over 300. So that's uh, definitely a team to watch to play against. Um, they have pitching issues. Another team with pitching issues is Old Miss but their hitting is great. And right now, Old Miss, uh, their offense is actually, you know, coming through and saving them from marginal pitching performances. So that's another team to watch. Um, so before I let you go, I have yeah, a let great – Yeah, let me ask you old, something. Let me ask you. Yeah. Alabama's undefeated. Now, is that by virtue of their schedule, or are they that much improved? Well, remember a couple of weeks ago, we, we put them on that watch list because all nine of their starters are either juniors or seniors, right. and six of those guys are four-year starters. Right. So, you know, it's, it's a very veteran team. Now they, you know, have played some cupcakes, but it is a very veteran team. That's why I'm going to watch them here. We can get some great value on them. Uh, you know, we'll go ahead and uh, pull the trigger on are that. Are you getting good? Are you getting good value with Wake, or is it getting harder? Because I mean, it, they were a top ten getting, team preseason, but is it getting harder value wise? Yes, it's getting harder um, for sure. The value, and that's why I'm just betting them at home. So far, that's all played is home games. Right. Uh, I'm not going to bet them when they go on the road at first to see how it goes, um, just because they've been at home. Um, now. The, the value, when I got to Vegas on the 19th, uh, I didn't bet it, but I could have got Wake Forest at 16-1 to 1 to win the Natty. When I finally pulled the trigger a couple days later, I only got them at 12-1. to 1, So that, that shows you where the value with Wake is going in the toilet. Sure. Sure. And then, one uh, other, finally one my, other question. What, when yeah. looking at value, what, what's, what's the number have to be? Where even if you're confident this team's going to win, it's just not worth the bet. The value's so weak, like minus five hundred, or what's it got to be? Yeah, well, it it kind of depends on who they're playing, but you know, you start getting in that minus three seventy five, minus four hundred range, four fifty. Yeah. You know, you know, now you got to bet four dollars and fifty cents to win one dollar. Yeah. Um, it gets tough. Anyway, Bill, thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Hey, it's good stuff. Appreciate you doing that. Hour three coming up. Yeah, because I I started looking. This is the first year I've ever looked at baseball from a betting point of view. College baseball. Coming right back. Hour number three.
Omni Nashville Hotel. ABC News, I'm Faith Abubank. A passenger train and a freight train colliding head-on in northern Greece. Three dozen people were killed and many more injured, and some were trapped in the mangled cars. Another big storm in California in the Sierra Nevada mountains. Snow up to the rooftops of homes. ABC's Matt Gutman is there. The winds at 50 miles per hour as plows make run after run to try to clear the roads. And millions are struggling to dig out. That whiteout in California's Sierras, a six-foot onslaught of snow. Arguments at the Supreme Court over President Biden's student loan cancellations. Several of the conservative justices seeming skeptical of the move by a president to wipe out billions of dollars in debt. The family of Kobe Bryant has agreed to settle legal issues surrounding photos of the body of the NBA star and the others who were killed in a 2020 helicopter crash. Ellie County agreeing to pay Bryant's widow nearly $29 million. This is ABC News.